This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For your local tyre power, get four for the price of three on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Rabbit Hole, episode 32. You can find us on Twitter at Rabbit or on X at Rabbit Hole SEN. This is for tyre power, your local tyre power. Get four for the price of three on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. For the last time, I think for the last time, unless we can squeeze one in when the whisk gets back from his overseas jaunt, uh, it's a good morning to Tim Watson. Good morning, Gary. Uh, you've got a little bit of uh, PGFG, I like to call it. Post-grand final, what did you say, PGFG? Post-grand final glow. That's unbelievable. You and I haven't even spoken. We haven't. We're like joined at the brain now, you and I. I've got- It's frightening, isn't it? I, tell you what, I do not even give you the acronym, or there's the acronym, but I don't give you the actual words, and you just pick it up like that. I've got a bit Quite of PTDJ. Uh, Pre-Tim Distress. Pre-Trading Day Jitters. <laughs> with this Clayton Oliver story. <laughs> ah, yes, the Clayton Oliver story, but we're not going to talk about that, are we? Um, Unless you want to. No, I don't want to. I'm just... I mean, By the time people listen to this, it might be all over anyway. Well, that's right. And these, I can't I can't even contemplate it, Whispers. You know that. It's like just going back to the Barassi days mm. when he left Melbourne. That's it what it'd be like. But it is a topic worth discussing. We well, said we're not talking about No, it. no, not that. Not the specifics of that. But, you know, when one of your champion players, you hear a story like... I remember this the first time, the most recent one was the Joe Danaher one. Like, And you get upset about it and, you know, you get emotional about it to a point and then you get angry about it and then they leave and then everybody moves on, but you don't necessarily think about that player the same way that you once did. No. That's been my experience anyway. Well, you're either inside the tent or you're outside the tent. Yeah, good point. So if you're outside the tent, doesn't matter who you are. If you went over to Triple J, mm. you're outside the tent. I wouldn't have a barrier. Yes, you would. Well, you and I would still be fr- – that's a bit different. You and I would still be friends. We'd still go out yeah. for dinner occasionally yeah. and holiday together occasionally. Yeah. No, no, maybe. I've, anyway. noticed, um, I've noticed how this – I was thinking about this this morning when I parked my car downstairs in the car park because mm-hmm. I decided to park in a bay for a quick getaway right on the outer edges – and the first time you saw my car in there, you're going, oh, Whispers, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah that's, a stu- that's a stupid place said, to park. It was. Stupid, stupid, it, you said. It was. You said it is. You said everyone's going to sideswipe you it there. It is. Stupid. Well, who parks Who parks in exactly the same position now as I park, just a little bit ahead of where I park? I had no choice. Yes, you did. No, I didn't because where my, I used to park, mm-hmm. they've sold all those car parks. I got booted. An old blue bagger, the parking intent attendant said, "Here, you park here." Right. Okay. So, have I, you found those shoes for him yet? Because you promised him a pair of shoes. Yep. Gonna, have you delivered yet or not? Tomorrow. We're going to bring him in for him tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know some of our? Oh, my favourite people. When your favourite people are, like he is a character. This is mm. a. So you may not know. Down in the car park and underneath our building, there's. Mm. A car parking attendant. We don't know his name. We so you christened him Bluebacker. Well, he barracks for Carlton. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's just a classic <laughs> Carlton supporter. He's from a, a um, an ethnic background. Is he Italian or Greek? Would you think? Um, yeah, I think he's a combo. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's the most 
Beautiful man. His face lights up. Every yep. morning when we walk down there, he comes up and meets us. He's got a story for us. He's like he the- wants a grand final ticket. <laughs> he <laughs> said, Tim, I need a grand final ticket. I said, go and see Tim. He's got plenty of them. And if we're ever sent any merch or anything and uh, we don't want it, yep. we offload it to him That's and right. he takes it. You gave him about four bottles of whiskey last week and we didn't see him for three days. I gave him all the Kenworth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like a, he's like the cuckoo in the cuckoo clock, though. Anyway. We get to our cars and he just pops out he of his- He pops up. <laughs> his little spot. I would love to have him on. We, think, we might get him on. If we're still doing oh, the potty next year- podcast. No, I'd love just, to have him on the if podcast. If we're still doing the potty next year- How do we get to talking about him? We'll get him on uh, oh, because we're talking about the car parks. Yeah. Hey, um, this is post-grand final, of course- so uh, the rabbit hole last week, we talked all about our our grand final memories, and then we've gone and watched one of the classics, one of the cla- El Clasico, um, the Collingwood and Brisbane, down to the wire, right down to the wire. You had a grand final day experience like no other, though. Yeah. I, I am. Once you told me what you'd done. Where you sat, never do again. What you'd experienced. I was glad I did it. I was green with envy. No, you weren't. I've already spoken about, it, so I don't want to bore people with the whole story again. But no, it was a on. very late call by my partner who wanted to go. I wasn't. I didn't want to. I was that disappointed with Melbourne. I said I'll do go and do my stuff, and then go home and watch it. But then Nikki said, "No, I want to go." Well, tickets are sold out. You know. Unfortunately, accessed a couple. I didn't know where they were. Mm, someone got bumped. Yeah, no, I finished my duties and I was up on the fourth level, a long, long way. Like, which is absolutely fine. But we're very, we say it all the time. We're very privileged and lucky that mm. we get tickets. And and I was in amongst all the Collingwood, like the hardcoreers, and yep. it was an experience and a half. And I didn't. I think the first ten minutes, I thought I'm not going to enjoy this at all. But by mm. the end of it, I loved it. Well, you've made lifelong friends because you. No, and not I, lifelong. Yes, you and I are going out for dinner tonight, <laughs> and uh, I said, "Is it just you and Nikki?" And you said, "No, Strats is coming along too." And I said, "Who's Strats?" He <laughs> <laughs> said, "He's the bald-headed bikey with all the tats." I, I didn't the... say he was a bikey, Tim. <laughs> you said he was a bikey. I didn't say he oh, was a bikey. Okay, okay. I apologise. So, I take you that just, back, or you he'll just, chase you down. <laughs> you described him. You said he left the game on a Harley on I the back did of a not because I left before they left. Okay. Anyway, they were. It was a cross section of Collingwood fans and Brisbane fans, and they were um, they were as invested as you could possibly be at any game, which I loved. And they were, you know, they were aggressive, but in the best way. Not at each other. This is yep. what I. This is the point I'm trying to make. Yep. They all were just in their own worlds. The younger girl next to me crying her eyes out, a lady next to me who just thought 2018 was going to bite her on the ass again. You know, when Charlie, she just put her head in her hands when Charlie Cameron kicked that goal and said, this is 2018 all over. <laughs> and thankfully for her, they, you know, Geordie to go, he kicks the one straight away. But then, you know, my new mates down the front, about mm. six of them who were big, big lads. Yep. They were going absolutely nuts. Next door to us, there were two Brisbane fans that had flown down from Darwin. I just, anyway, I loved it. I forgot to tell you this yesterday. So these boys were a steady stream to the bar. Mm. So that's that's part of their, yep. obviously, yep. part of their day. So they're having a beer and, as I said, they're screaming out, but not causing any trouble at all. And then half time came and, I'm, you know, everyone just stands up and stretches and, and half of the boys disappeared, I'm assuming, to the bar. One of them... Bends down and pulls out a Tupperware full of homemade hummus. <laughs> he got his carrot stick and started wolfing into us. 
<laughs> I said to Nicky, have a look at the boys. Have a look at the, the big heavy hitting boys. Have you never tried a, a beer with hummus and a celery stick? If you had oh, said, what do you reckon these blokes are going to have at you know, half yeah. time and giving yeah. me a thousand guesses? I made hummus with celery and carrot sticks. Did they have a, a Mickey Tuck with it as well? <laughs> no, they didn't have a thin captain. But he, no, he had his carrot. He woofed it, he woofed it down the whole lot. Uh, that made me uh, laugh. That made me laugh out loud. Uh, you, that, that, that reminds me, you know, going to a grand final and sitting alongside people, I remember going to a grand final and these two blokes came together, right? So they sat down and they were clearly, you know, mates or friends or they arrived together. They Partners. Were mates, yeah, they were mates or whatever. You know, they were friendly, yeah. da da and about, you know, like into the second quarter at some stage, they started punching on. <laughs> well, not over that, Hummus. I remember all of us looking, all of us who were just sort of oh, sitting there, we, we were like, what the hell is going on? So they, what happened? And because it was so tight, you know, because there were so many people around, they could hardly get a full punch in. It what was happened? almost like a grapple. And then they just sort of stopped and then they just sat there and watched the rest of the game. <laughs> I've never thought about that before, but it was the most extraordinary happening. Extraordinary. No one hummus. Of, one of them forgot to put the multi on. <laughs> <laughs> one no, of think, them had 15. Listen, let's have, let's have 50 no. on Nick Dacos for first goal. And he kicks it and they go, oh, how good's that? And he goes, oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> I think what might have happened is that one of them turned to the other and said, have you got the Tupperware box with the hummus and the celery and the carrot sticks? And he said, oh, no, I've forgotten them. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Oh, I bought the brie. I bought the brie cheese. I've got the, I've got the, uh, I've got the strawberries. I've got all the other bits and pieces. No, I haven't got the hummus. I haven't got the sticks of celery. I haven't got the sticks of carrot. I think that, I think that got it started. Then there's a guy in front of who, he was the commentator. I told you this one. He's he commentator. There's always one. There you go. The game started and then he started, yeah. not loud, mm. to himself, maybe to his kids next to him. You know, he'd be going, mm. oh, Howie, 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 good, good, Howie. Oh, no, over the penalty, the basketballer, the basketballer, get the basketballer. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And then Nick Dacos, go, go whisper, go whisper. Like all these nicknames <laughs> are coming out. Oh, Q, 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 Q. <laughs> and then he kept calling this bloke leg, go leg, go leg. And I'm thinking, who's leg? Oh, leg. <laughs> <laughs> little pet names. Yeah, little, little pet names throughout the day. So uh, anyway, it was great. And then um, and then, and then it finishes and yeah. I didn't – I watched the presentation of the of the Norm Smith, but then I wanted, it was hot, so I was stinking hot, so I didn't hang around for the whole – every player that got nominated, but I was walking around the ground. And um, Darcy Moore spoke beautifully again and the thing about – and I give credit to Collingwood is that they've become a pretty classy outfit. Yep. The way they handled their success, their humility, their captain speaks beautifully, their superstar Dacos was great. So uh, they're a terrific club, and now, mate, Craig Kelly's at the helm, which is fantastic. And the thing I loved about Wisp was, you know, when I look back on it all, was seeing all the girls and the partners and the family come onto the ground. Yeah. You know, like back yeah. in your day, you wouldn't have seen the girls until maybe the rooms. Were they, did they oh, come in the rooms? Maybe Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> then you think you're joking. But the girls are running out on the ground, you know, yeah. and Scott Penelby's looking for his kids straight away. So. Yeah, yeah. You finished this sentence. Collingwood have become a great, humble club since? Since Craig Kelly got there. <laughs> since Craig McRae got there. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Exactly right. 100%. And, then, and you watched it at home. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I was down, No, I was down at Maggie. Yeah, well, that's home. Well, yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Well, you but, got that many homes. Yeah, but uh, no, only two. And, yeah, it was 
it, it's a different experience when you watch it from your lounge room. And that is, it, you know, like it bloody hard from the fourth row. I'm telling you, it's right <laughs> down the other end. Well, I was in the back of the room. I still had to get the binoculars <laughs> to see the TV set. I don't know. I've, I'm, I've never been a, I've never been a big, big TV man because I've never wanted the TV set to ever dominate. A room? Yeah, I'm the opposite. Yeah, I know you are. I, I get the biggest TV <laughs> I can see and stick it in the room and then everything fits around. And you build the room around it. <laughs> uh, but the sun was sort of coming in and it was, wasn't was the conditions, I would say that- Viewing conditions. I would say the viewing conditions weren't ideal, which is why I would advocate for a night grand final, if anything. <laughs> so you didn't get a shadow in your lounge room yes. from the sun. You know what it also struck me as? What's that? Just how- and you, you know, in this world of stats and our man Hoiny and all that, you can measure everything, right? Mm. You can't measure smarts. Like, you can't say, I can say, he, yeah, he kicks at 98%. You mm. you miss every mm. third tackle. Uh, your ground ball's great. Your football smart, or IQ, whatever you want to call it, the, the value of the IQ has never been higher in my mind. And if you've got, you can't, you'd be too greedy to think that all of your players are going to, understand footy at an inter, you know, the most exquisite level where they do the right thing every time. Mm. But if you've got a handful of them, mm. you're halfway home. Mm. Mm. It, it, that is true. I don't reckon – I reckon the other thing that you can't measure, you can't measure the ticker though either. Like you can't measure the competitive spirit yes. of somebody yeah. and what degree that they're prepared to go to mm. – to continue to run and compete and, you know, put disappointment or um, a failure in a game, uh, an error behind, all that sort of stuff. You can't actually measure that. When you're yeah. going and watching kids, you sort of get an idea of those that are super competitive, but you can't always measure that. But, gee, does it come to the fore in the final month of the AFL season? Yep, and grand finals especially. And you look at those games, you go, why can't all games be mm. like that? Mm. Because just – You'd be expecting too much to be able to get yourself yep. up to that frenzy level every single time. I was, uh, I saw somebody at a luncheon on the Thursday and they were asked a question about who they thought were going to win. And this person who's a particularly smart person has been around football a long time. He said, look, it might just be the fact that Collingwood lost the 2018 grand final and that pain that they felt back in 2018, that may be the thing. If the think, game is really close, anything to do with if it. the game is really close, that might be the driving factor that gets that them over the line. That said that. And I think it played out like that. Yeah. Was it me? I can't remember if it was me that said the that. The other bloke said that it would be less than a goal and that um, the Norm Smith medal, because goals are hard to come by, would go to someone that kicked three or four. Is that right? I you, did say Joe Denner. Who was you threw, how many darts did you throw at the board? We only need two. Well, I, I saw four different public- You're allowed to change your minds, Tim. There were four different publications and media outlets that had different tips from you <laughs> for the game. Well, I changed my mind. You, how many did you do? And they asked me early in the week. I was yeah. leaning towards right. Collingwood. Then right. I did some work and thought, no, I think Brisbane are capable. Mm. And Jack Payne's not playing. I think, no, Brisbane, uh, Collingwood are going to win. Yep. yep. So it, it swings and roundabouts. You had a big, uh, you had a big Friday too. And uh, congratulations to you because the feedback that I've received. You haven't, uh, you haven't received any feedback. I have. I have. I know lots of people that were at the lunch. Name one. Well, Beck Madden was there for a start. No, she said it was is, magnificent. That is true. Is that true or not? Yep. She said that uh, you did sort of like a speech, a tribute speech to Ronald Darbrassi, and she said uh, you could have heard a pin drop, and it would have been more interesting than the speech had you heard a pin drop. <laughs> well, I was with. It's, You're not listening to me. I did, no, I did it like it was ten minutes, and then I got down, and um, it, 
Sam Pang is the first person I see, and he saw me. He goes, 10 minutes and not one laugh." Yeah. I said, "Mate, it's a eulogy." It's yeah. a he goes, "No, oh, funny." Oh, you're get a, yeah, that was his zinger, right? But anyway, it's good. It's good yeah, lunch. Just one final thing. Just mm-hmm. one final thing because you went to the mm-hmm. September club after the game yes. on Grand Final Day. Yes, did that was a massive line there. How long did it take you to get in? Not long. What do you mean not well, long? Well, I had the VIP pass. Oh, yeah. How do you get those? Well, you got to know TLA that run the show, right? And they're my management team. What we should ask is Brooke. How long it took Brooke to get in? Because right. he arrived. He our, jumped the fence. Didn't our he? producer arrived uh, along with my my son who had a ticket. Brooke didn't have one. And? Did you, Brooke? Well, SEN was on air until 7 o'clock, so we got there a little bit later. Without ben a ticket? And I. We, no, we had a ticket. Ben had a ticket. You had a ticket. Yep. Field so, Marshal. So there was no line there by then. No, right. no ticket for Field Marshal. Sammy Edmund didn't have a ticket. No. And he got in? Found his way in. Yep, he got in. He, he got in via the master. The master getter in of events. Hachi. Nikki. <laughs> The best I've ever seen. She's got form, hasn't she? The best I've ever seen. So they're going, oh, you know, we've got to get Fieldy in. We've got no tickets. I mm. said, look, mm. I've got one for you, Ben. For you, uh, Sammy, um, Brooke had one, and I said, they're hard to come by, and they've, you know, they really cracked down. And Nikki said, I'll go and get them in. Mm. She walked off, and 10 minutes later, in they all walked. They were all happy as Larry. She's unbelievable. Yeah. That hotel that uh, we are staying at yeah. uh, on our holiday, yes. that you can't get in for about five years, it's booked out. Yes. I spoke to Nikki about it because she said that she knew somebody over there and they stay there regularly. Five minutes later. Yeah, no, well, that's five true. Five minutes later, I got an email from this particular place saying, look, these are the dates available yeah, to you. That is true because that's their, they stay there every year. So they're like sort of half family. Is it true? Okay. Is it true that there's like Picassos and uh, <laughs> other great uh, artists paintings yes. up on the wall? Yeah, so it's a famous hotel in the south of France, which Le Colombeau, which the people um, initially it was where all the artists would go and stay and drink, and because they had no money, this is before they became famous, they would pay by painting or doing a painting or a drawing. Ah. so Picasso stays, right, and they say. It's like two euro plus. Right. No, to Frank it would have been back right. in the day. He said, have no, Frank, no Frank, Frank, no Frank. And so they, he said, here, I'll draw your picture. So he draw, draws him a picture. Right. And they put it up on the wall. Right. And it's uh, probably worth, I don't know, millions of dollars now. Okay. So I've got an idea. So you're going to do some doodling. <laughs> I'm going to turn up with an easel. <laughs> you're very paid. And some paints. You're very paid. You're gonna, are you looking forward to your holiday? Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. It's been a tough year for the Wisp. Uh, there's Why? Been, oh, there's been a lot going on in my life, my private life and my health and things like that <laughs> no, that I haven't isn't. discussed with you. No, there hasn't. None of your business. No, there has not. <laughs> Five weeks in Europe. I've had a stress. You know what? I, what? I, I conceal this and I hide it from you because I don't want it to interfere with our relationship, but what? I've had some very stressful situations that have been part of my life this year. What? Well, I'm not going to talk well, about it. Well, give me now. one. <laughs> no. You haven't had one stressful situation. Well, you know, it's like when you're, you know, dealing with things. No, you've got some big exciting news that I won't go with now, but no. you, you feel free to break that to our audience whenever you In want. In good time. In, In good, good time. In good time. But uh, are we going to talk to that person about, because we've booked hotels and things like yeah, that. Yeah, let's well, get him up now. The, okay, let's uh, have a chat to him. You're listening to The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For your local tyre power, get four for the price of three on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. 
Welcome back to the rabbit hole. We don't do guests too often, but uh, given it's our last one for the year, and there's an emotional moment in your life that you're dealing with that I want to talk to someone that's close to you, and that is your dog, right? Who's your best friend? Well, yeah. he's your best friend. He's my best friend. He's, he's your by, best friend. by a mile, by, um, by a country mile. And you've had to because well, you're going away for five weeks. I volunteered to take him. Yeah, you wouldn't let me. No. I had a private investigator just uh, watch you for a couple of weeks. So I just thought you're not going to be up to it. There's no way known he's going to be able to fit into your life. When you told me he wouldn't get on, the, he doesn't get into a, a single dog bag, and would only get in if you put two dog bags on. No, no, he likes a triple mattress. A triple mattress. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I thought um, the number one son, Obi Joby One Kenobi, could have jumped in mm. and helped out. Given that you said you look after his bulldog every now and then. Uh, and he's uh, Australian cattle dog as well. Yeah, but uh, no such luck. He joins us on the line. G'day, Job. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Well, all the better for talking to you, young man. Uh, your old man's flat, I tell you what. Uh, Brando's going to the kennel. It's like he's he's going on death row. Yeah, he's a bit flattered. And um, you're right that Dad did look after my uh, bulldog once. Um, and uh, what happened was he actually uh, perforated his urethra when Dad was looking after him and was bleeding out of his penis for, uh, profusely. There was a puddle, a puddle of blood underneath Paul Benson's uh, penis, and um, Dad had to try and explain to the vet what had taken place. Well, you said I needed to help him when he had a pee. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so hands-on. Oh, I'm glad I'm not staying with Tim. That's a painful sort of a problem to have. Is he recovered, Benson? He's in. He's, he's through it now, but uh, there was some, some emotional mm. support needed after uh, that incident. Oh, geez, I was going to drop pumpkin yeah. off me cat, but I won't be doing that now. No, I don't do that. Um, so, yeah, that's fine. Now, we're, he's about to go on the big holiday. Is he a good traveller? No, he, he's not a good traveller. He's a real warrior as a traveller. He, he likes uh, everything to be organised. And if anything's um, any curveballs thrown at him, he gets very, very annoyed and very frustrated and starts to get very agitated very quickly. So. That's not a good state of mind when you're heading off to a foreign country, Wes. No, that's true. That's true. But Job's never been in a car with his mum navigating off the GPS in a foreign language. <laughs> you know what? I've actually – one of my memories as a child is when we drove to uh, um, Byron Bay and mum mm. and dad got lost in through Sydney. And I still remember sig- sitting in the back seat um, thinking that we're not going to make it on the way home, <laughs> given – the, the, the veracity of the arguments that were taking place in the front seat. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Joe, because we actually got lost on the way up as well. We ended up out the back of Canberra in a forest <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> they were the days before the GPS and you had the old road map, though. Hey, see, now that I've got you, uh, Joby, one Kenobi, yeah, we were talking about this in one of our earlier podcasts about the time – when you just completed year twelve and all your mates were going on schoolies and your dad wouldn't let him wouldn't let you go, so he had to take you to the UK. We went to went and watched the soccer. He wouldn't let me go to uh, schoolies, <laughs> so we, he convinced me to go over right. to uh, um, the UK. And, and funnily enough, Gary, he was the one that booked the accommodation, and we were in a uh, bedroom, the, the the two of us together, oh, no. and we oh, no. could not. He could not swing a cat in the room. Oh, we were that's <laughs> almost it. sharing a bed. And you're getting videos sent right. through from your mates up in Byron, yeah. having the best yeah. time of their life. <laughs> I can remember, Joe. I can remember when we went to Bath and we were looking at the Roman baths there, and uh, you're getting um, 
<laughs> text messages and videos from your mates at Byron Bay. <laughs> and I'm saying, well, yeah, they might be a Byron Bay, but... <laughs> Have a look at these bars. Can you, you know that, you can know you, that can you, can you... Corona about, you know, from where where would you rather be? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, look at this. Look how clever the Romans were getting the water in here, Joe. Can you believe it? Meanwhile, Teddy Richards, the Genazano girls up at the Bob Bay. <laughs> uh, now, we specifically got you on to talk about uh, a trip. I don't know if it went awry or there was a trip that you took with Teddy Richards in LA. Is that right? Yeah, no, Teddy, uh, Teddy, David Hill, Mark Bolton, and I went to uh, to Los Angeles. We went to watch the um, the Trojans, the USC Trojans play, mm. and uh, I kindly, or um, well, Dad kindly, offered to help me with the accommodation, and uh, he booked us into a hotel in West Hollywood um, <laughs> in LA, and, and neither of us, none of us had been to Hollywood before. And it ended up. Uh, we arrived, and there was a big rainbow flag on the on the front of the the hotel, and uh, we were um, we realised pretty quickly that we were in uh, the West Hollywood part of of LA, which was the the gay area of LA, and um, four guys all travelling together, and, and we probably were um, presenting the wrong kind of um, trip to, to the, the people who were in the hotel lobby. So uh, T- Teddy, Teddy was getting whistled as he was walking down the street. <laughs> he was waving to people thinking that they recognised him from his flight. <laughs> <laughs> he thought, gee, there's a lot of Australians here, isn't it? <laughs> so did you did you uh, did you stay or did you see yeah, yeah. No, we stayed. We were we were in for a penny in for a pound, so yeah. we we stayed and um we went and watched the Trojans play that day in Arizona and um and then we we stayed for the rest of the trip. That, then we're gonna cut that out. That's gonna be our promo. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> in West Hollywood. <laughs> oh, that is magnificent. Well, um, we got, have you put in a request for the Wisp to bring you something back? It's because when I go on holidays, that's all I get from my boys. Well, give us bring, bring me back a good present. Uh, no, well, the, we we named our daughter Lilu, which is French for Lily. So maybe something um, oh, nice. from from France. Uh, to do with Lily might be nice for um, for the little one. Right. And uh, is your bike, I was talking about uh, Wolf this morning, has he got over the big birthday party of Huxies yesterday? Because as I said to Gary, <laughs> he's got this unbelievable ability to position himself right next to the cake. Front and square, the- <laughs> Front and square for the crumbs. He doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> there, were, uh, there were requests for seconds um, straight after the, the plate had been licked. I, I looked over and both him and Junie are licking the plate and just trying to work out how how they going to work, get their second serve. Your three kids are as good on the fang as any three kids I've ever been in contact with, Job. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just, uh, I walk into the, Wolf is two, and I just walk into the kitchen and he's just staring at an open fridge, <laughs> working out what he's going to eat. Driven he's like Benson, your dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, love catching up and, and hearing the stories of the old man. So appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. There he Johnny. Is, the number one son, Joby, Obi Wan Kenobi. What do you call him? Johnny. Johnny. Why do you call oh, him? Johnny? It was just like a little pet kid name at the time. Because yeah. oh, when he went to school and he got called Job, he got a, he got that much um, teasing that he said, "I'm changing my name to John." Is that it? Yeah. I forgot that I booked him into that hotel. <laughs> 
Actually, oh, hotels that's a is a, that's, a, that's another story as well. Um, for the for the trip along the way, is the hotels you've booked into and the good and the bad. There's there's good and bad everywhere, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But uh, generally, if you go by recommendation from somebody that stayed there previously, generally Who you recommended can't go... the West Hollywood one? Too? I did. Really? I, I, I hadn't stayed there, but I, I must have come across it in a magazine. <laughs> 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 yeah, I could just see Teddy. You're listening to The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for your local tyre power. Get four for the price of three on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Welcome back to the rabbit hole. Oh, winding it up. The whisk's got to get home. You got to have any shots before you go overseas on your European television? Uh, uh, European vacation? <laughs> shots? Yeah. You don't have to have injections. Well, you said you're going to catch up with uh, Matty Johns down in uh, Bosnia and that. Well, I don't need to uh, inoculate myself to catch up with him, do I? Oh, you see, he lives a pretty hey, do you know that there is life. Actually, I have been told that uh, there's a heavy dose of COVID going through Paris at the yes. moment too, yeah, which I need to be a little bit uh, yeah, concerned about. My mate just got back from there with a bad case of COVID. Well, are you up to speed with the vaccines? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I'm all vaccinated. I'm all ready to go with that. But uh, you need to be concerned about stuff like that. I might just wear the mask because the World Cup's over there at the moment. Apparently, there's been so many different people coming through. World Cup what? The World Cup rugby. The rugby World oh, Cup. Not many people go to that. Aren't there? No. Okay. What about... Um, now, I, don't want, I won't ask you where you're flying, business class. Well, well, first, it doesn't matter. What's your plan? What do you mean, what's my plan? When you get on, what's your plan? I, I have a very set routine when right. I fly. Okay, well, I, you have to plan ahead of the trip, right? I don't like flying, as you know. Yep. So I've had to get the medication to just relax me enough so that when I'm on the plane, I'm just drifting a little bit, and then I go into a heavy drift, which is a nice, long, deep sleep. But because I get onto the aircraft at 6.15 in the morning, oh, yeah, that means time. that it'll be sort of like a, a brekkie sort of snackish, but I don't like to eat too much on a flight. I don't drink Why? alcohol on the flight. Why? Because then you've got to go to the toilet. I don't like going to a-, a, a, you're, a where, you're, where you're sitting, you've got your own toilet. No, I don't. Virtually. No, you've got to share it with other- I get It's, too, I? it's too squashed. It's too hard to take your strides off and go to the in toilet. In the toilet? In, on well, a, you'll be in your jammies. The, the, Obviously, you're not. You haven't got. A, you've got a bad technique here. Let me give you some advice from someone. Please get on as soon as the seatbelt goes. Get a champagne. Get it. Get your pajamas. Sprint into the toilet. Change into your pajamas, and then you away you go what? for the whole trip. I'm not taking pajamas. You don't need to take pajamas where you're flying. You what can't. Is, you can't just get around the nude. What is wrong with this man? You get a little set for you, and you jump straight into them. Sit yourself down, push the buzzer, ding, 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 champagne, ding, 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 another one, please, ding, 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 give us a bourbon. <laughs> You're demanding. Bre- bre- ding, give me breakfast <laughs> and give me Nicky's if she's not eating it. Eat everything and drink everything. <laughs> no. Then you sit down, watch a movie, and then knock yourself out. Well, that's my problem. I think I've watched all the movies because it's been COVID for the last few years. I think I've watched everything that I want to watch. I can't think of a film. I can't think of a film that I haven't seen and I want to see. Well, you get a. So I'm gonna have to watch a series. Oh. I might have to go back and watch like Breaking Bad series and stuff like that. Entourage. Well, I've seen all the Entourage. Can you go back and watch them? Yeah, again? they're good second time. I now. like Seinfeld. I if you see this when he's travelling, come up and say good day to him because yeah, he gets a bit nervous. Oh no, I quite. That's, if you're on the plane, that is the time. That is the. T- you're quite right. That is the time of my life when I actually do like talking to people that's because it takes my it takes my mind off flying. I know. I know. I know. 
But again, are you a nervous flyer at all? I couldn't be less nervous. <laughs> I could not be a less nervous flyer than I don't even. Do you not think, think about it. What do you think about when you're flying? I think about the fact that it's out of my control. Okay, okay. Nikki's a bit like this. She's a nervous. I'll give you the advice. Ain't nothing you can do. Yeah, but then I start to. Pa- then I There's start. Nothing you can do. Yeah, I know. But then I'm in the flight and I'm thinking. Why have I done this to myself again? Why am I up in the air? I could have just stayed on the ground, not gone away anywhere, and I wouldn't be feeling this anxiety. You could live your whole life stuck on the ground. Yeah, I know, but I get to that point. Well, you don't want to do that because you're a great traveler. You love love getting out and exploring. And there's nothing that's happening when you're 30,000 feet in the air that you can do about. I don't think it's... You might as well get another champagne. No, I agree And have another beer and away you go. Knock yourself out. I agree with yeah, one of our first trips overseas was on a footy trip mm. to Canada. And it was a end of season, like one of those end of season. This is, I just started playing when the AFL sent us on those exhibition games. Right. right. So we're going to Canada. There's us. There's Geelong on the plane and West Coast. The plane took, this is 100%. The plane took off. <clears throat> Everyone's sitting in their seat. Ding! All the Melbourne boys got up, went to the back of the plane, swiveled their seats around. As you could back in those days. Back in the day. Made a big card table mm. and played cards for 18 hours. Mm. And the ladies, the, the ladies, the air hostesses. Flight attendants. Flight attendants. In the end, just said, listen, we can't keep up. There's the bar. Help yourselves. And when it's gone, it's gone. That's it. <laughs> And that was, and you know what else you could do in those days? Smoke. No, but there was a smoking section. Yeah, down the back. <laughs> you couldn't see. You couldn't see two seats in front of you. Oh. I had those flights. Oh, I reckon I, I was about eight or nine. I reckon I got drunk, sobered up with a hangover, and got drunk again by the time the Georgia thing landed at the at the airport. I know that sounds bad. These are old, old days. But that's what happened back in those days. It was a full-on car when game. Did, when, did, when did they give up the idea of being able to swivel the seats? I don't know. Oh, well, that, that was one of the few times that that happened. No, no, but that was that, – all the seats must have been like that back in the day because that's exactly what we did when we went on yeah, our first trip. You turned them around. So you turned them around and then you, it meant that you ended up having a – like a flat card table type set up in the middle. Yeah. And you know what, the, the Geelong boys, the Melbourne boys are all, you know, together, mixing, no problem. Mick, I think Mick was coaching West Coast. It was, nine, it was early in their time in the AFL, very strict. No mixing. No room. mixing, no drinking, no, no being allowed to come up the no. back. Oh, so, they would have enjoyed that trip. Yeah, so that was a bit different. But anyway, so don't don't feel bad. Just no. relax, knock yourself out. Go, think, go as hard as you can. No, don't, no. All this rubbish about not eating on a plane and not drinking on a plane, what's the point? What do you mean? What's what, are you going to sit in there for 18 hours and not drink and eat? Well, you have a what nibble. What else are you going to do? You have a little nibble. It guts the whole lot I'm out. I'm taking a Tupperware container with a little bit of hummus, <laughs> a couple of strips of celery, and a nice little bit of carrot. Uh, I take peanuts because they stop serving peanuts, so I buy some peanuts. No, that's not good. Is there anything better than sitting in the plane watching a movie with a bourbon and coke and a little bowl of peanuts? They Nothing re- better. Don't they repeat on you, though? Who cares? <laughs> Find it on the bloke next to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is a true story. And this sounds like a... Uh, I don't think I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We can cut it out. 
Tell it, and then Brooke can decide. My management had this deal with a with a flight with a with an airline where you could pay. If you paid for economy, then you would get bumped to business. Yeah. And if you paid business, you could get bumped to first. If you never like, I've never been near first class. Yeah. So we paid. A, this is when business class was not what it's cost today. We paid for business, Nikki and I, and got bumped right to first. So I'm thinking, I wonder what this is going to be like. This will, this will be unbelievable. Got on the plane to New York, but you had to go around the other way. So it was a long way. So you had to do around the world. Yeah. yeah. And we got on. So it's, you know, it's just, I know this sounds like a wink. Sat we'll, down, we'll cut down. We'll sat cut. down. Plane took off. Ding. Air hostess comes out. She goes, you're the only two in here. So you know, whatever, you need, <laughs> whatever you need, please give us something to do. Right. We said the whole joint to ourselves. What time you want your shower? What? I said, what? A shower? She goes, yeah, well, you know, you're going to land at this time, so you just go and have yourself a shower, freshen up after a long flight, and away you go. Crazy whisper. That's unbelievable. Like, you had like a pod, did you? A sh- It was a shower, like a full shower. But did you have a separate room? Like, it was it like a- in the In the bathroom. Was it annexed off from the rest of the- f- yeah, that was it. Up in the front, in the bathroom, you go right. into the bathroom, and like normally, there's a toilet and a, right. and a but yet, sink. But that a would, shower. But that would be shared with other people, not just yeah, yours. Yeah, but there was no one else there. Right. I had one every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran around. You didn't see the pilot in there at any stage, just trying me. to wake himself up, did you? <laughs> anyway, don't, please don't send any letters or correspondence because no. this is our last show, and we That's won't right. read them. No, no, people will never even hear that because Brooke's going to cut oh, it out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> would you like some caviar? Damn straight I would. Give me the lot. <laughs> right, let's get into some, okay. some stuff. Hey, can I just ask you quickly, what oh, are you yeah. looking forward to in the break? What break? The break that we have, you have, over the summer months. What are you looking forward to most? Well, I've got two trips planned. Mm. I've got a trip to Western Australia. To Perth for JB's wedding. Jim, yep. Jimmy Brayshaw is getting married. Okay. Have you done the uh, travelling itinerary for your old mate? Yes. I'm the- You've got a book uh, for him, don't you? I'm the travel agent for Sam. Right. Who, God love him, um, has never really booked anything for himself. So he right. just rang and said, whatever you're doing, yep. just add me. Right. So we've got his flight sorted. We've got his castle. We've got his accommodation sorted. And um, he's rung me eight times. Right. What time are we leaving? When are we getting there? Oh, I thought, God, help me, Nikki, please. And then we got uh, Qantas sent us a message saying our flight had been changed right. to Perth by 15 minutes. Right. So you reckon that didn't send him into a flap? <laughs> I said, mate, it's 15 minutes. <laughs> well, what's that mean? I said, what's it mean? It means that we're going to go 15 minutes later. Oh, right. So anyway, that'll be good. So that's so James. He, uh, James and Lisa get married, married right. over in Perth. It'll be right. great. And then we're going to New York. Okay. I think that's a nice touch, too, that uh, James has got uh, Sam organised to do Welcome to Country at the wedding. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even going to joke about that. <laughs> I'm not, don't mention it. I won't be mentioning You're going it. to New York as well. That's right on Christmas, though, isn't it? Yep. Okay. So, that, so, so I'm really you. excited. I've got a that. list of things that I wouldn't mind you picking up for me well, in New you York. Well, you pick them up yourself when you I'm not going to New York. What can I get in New York that you can't get in Europe? That label that- How much of a wankers are we sounding about our trips to New York and Europe? We're going past that. I don't <laughs> care what people think of me anymore. I'm 62 years of age. And you're still going to worry about what exactly. people think about me. What do you want me to get for you? BM. Uh, I'm not getting the Go same- Go to that place. I'm not getting the same t-shirts I get for you. 
Otherwise, we'll look the same. Well, yeah. if I do get them for you, I'll get the I'll get ones a bit big or a bit okay. small for you. You're going to grow your nice big bushy beard as well. Yes, I'm, I'm finished shaving. I love you in a beard. I'll finish shaving until probably March next year, right. March the thirteenth. So. How long does it take before it gets to the big bush? Mm, month. Crikey, it's quick growing, isn't it? Well, yeah. So, uh, it's, I, I do have a heavy beard, as well, they say in the in the industry. Are you going to shag up as well with the? the <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have a haircut either. Can't be bothered having a haircut or a shave. So, just go a bit of wild and mm. wild and woolly. I like it when you look like you just stepped back in from forest. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I'll do it for you. Right, I've got some farming. Tips. Okay. It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. Together from Kubota, we are shaping and building Australia in DBR. The farming tips have been probably the highlight of the rabbit hole for the year. It's surprised the hell out of us, hasn't it? Took us by great surprise Mm. how much it resonated with us. I knew there was a need for it. Like, I, I don't know, there was just something... I thought, well, maybe there is a need for this, but I mm. just didn't anticipate that the need was as great as it is. Yeah. I think to get farmers like you and I to communicate it yes. is the challenge. That's a very good point that you make. And it's in the communication, the articulation around these things. Because I think there are things that people don't know, but they don't know they don't know yeah. until they hear somebody telling them about it. And then they think, yeah, that was something I That's wish right. I had known. Yeah. And hopefully we've made... For a lot of the farming, uh, our farming fraternity out there, their lives are a bit easier. Oh, there's no doubt about that. The feedback that I get on a daily basis around that suggests to me that uh, there are a lot of people that have got farming life made a lot easier because they listen to this. I went to the Melbourne Footy Club reunion, Whopper Walsh. He played with the Demons for a few years. He said that that farming segment on the rabbit hole Mm. changed his life. Yeah. So, Whopper, if you're listening... um, what do we got for our final farming tip? Well, I think it's your turn, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to build some planter boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finished all my good farming. Right. So now I want to go into the planter box business. Of, yeah. Not not business no. of, of building a couple of planter boxes so I can get my veggies veggies in in. Right. Why aren't you just putting them in? Why don't you sort of building mounds on the ground and then just putting them it because of the rabbits and stuff? Or no. It doesn't look very good. Right. Just on random mounds. I've got these sleepers. I've got big old sleepers that are, that I inherited when I took over the, the property. Right. So I'm going to chop them up. Mm. I'm going to use a chainsaw to chop them into the Four. right. That'll button your blade. You got what? you got a problem right there. What do you mean? Well, you're, talk, you're talking to an old landscaper here. Getting through those red gum old sleepers is like trying to chainsaw through steel. Rubbish, and I'm not sure that you're up to sharpening your blade. That could I'm going be. Go buy a new blade. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's <laughs> your tip. If, you get, if your blade gets sharpened, go get a new yeah, one. Yeah, don't sharpen it. Um, why would it? Why would it blunt the blade more than a normal tree? Because the wood itself is so hard. It's not that hard. Well, it is. Well, it's not. I've told you. All right. Not. Okay. So you're going to use those to build your yeah. your, your, your planter boxes. So two before be. You know, up be about that much be Right. <laughs> then in the corner, you put the the block in the corner yeah. and you screw into the corner piece. Yeah. Is that how you do it? You got, I think you got that bit right. Right. Well, that's what I'm doing. So you're going to use a, a square? Rectangle. Yeah, you're going to use a – well, you want your corner square. That's the point. No, I'm not doing a square. I'm doing a rec- went short at the end and long at the side. That's a rectangle, right? But I don't just, you want the corners just, square? 
No, rectangle. Oh, oh no. What are you talking about? Well, you want to square them up. Do you want to, you want to make the corners? I'm not talking about the whole thing being square. Oh, you but mean you don't square? Want, what did I say? I thought you meant square. No. Railway sleepers are typically made of hardwood, recommended that you use a circular saw or a chainsaw. Yeah, I'd go with the circular I saw. Got a circular. Because the circular saw, if you hire one of those, Not hire they'll, circular have a diamond saw. Tip, they'll have a diamond tip blade on it. As if I'd hire a circular saw. Anyway. Anyway, and then once I've made them, mm. you can put anything on the bottom line. Yeah, you the, can. You just put all your um, Old cuttings, grass cuttings, rub, not rubbish, but uh, by the stuff that yep. break down. Like I've got a lot of um, bracken that I've pulled out, and you can put all just lay bracken down there. Yep, yep. you got all that. And then you put your soil in. Yeah. Well, then, right? have you been making any good uh, compost? No. Have you got, yeah, okay. No. Well, maybe down your way, you can mm-hmm. go. A lot of farmers just have bale, um, bags of, you know, uh, droppings. Horse poo. All that sort of stuff just at their fence. It's like an honesty system. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just chop that. And the first thing you do is you look around for the CCTV camera, <laughs> and if you can't see one. So you just drop it in and then some nice soil on top. Yeah. So what is it? You, this is summer veg. So what are you thinking of planting? Carrots. <laughs> Tomatoes, carrots, and celery for your mate Strats for next year's grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Some hummus, <laughs> carrots, tomatoes. You know how to make hummus. You can make your own hummus. You know how to make that. Yeah, don't you? chickpeas. Yeah, um, smash the. You could plant some uh, chickpea. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like chickpeas. Uh, what else am I planting? I don't like kale. Right. Well, you some of it. Lettuce. You want some of it. Lettuces. You, you want to get? Yeah, you can, but you want to get the tomatoes in too. I just said that. Yeah, I know, but there's a whole different you, – you can get sort of like heirloom tomatoes and there's so many different varieties. Uh, purple tomatoes? Go to Johnny. Johnny's got the tomato mm. seed. Our mate Johnny from Epping has got the best uh, garden in Australia. He makes those really rough tomatoes. Yeah, they, but, you know, they, they're the ugliest looking, gnarly looking tomato you've ever seen in mm. your life, but mm. the best tasting. Mm. Um, so that's that's sort of what yeah, I'll be doing. Great tip. With great the, tip. With the oh, I'd leave it there. Have you got any? No, that's it. <laughs> oh, no, that's a Kubota farming <laughs> tip for this <laughs> last week. Right, oh, you've got to do the recipe then. For Cobham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, and it is uh, all grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. You won't be doing much cooking while you're away. No, no, I won't be doing any cooking while I'm away. But uh, that's the thing that uh, I did make at the weekend was a steak sandwich, and I used some Cobram Estate olive oil. You know, have you ever done a home a homemade steak sandwich? All the time. Yeah, isn't it magnificent? Well, to char the bread out on the barbecue as well, <laughs> but to cook your onion, cook your onion with a bit of the uh, Cobram Estate oh, yeah. olive oil. And you know what? You push you, once you've done once you've got them softened, a little splash of Worcester sauce. I've never tried that. A little, little dribble, drizzle of Worcestershire sauce in the uh, cooked onion. Mm. Nice tang to it. Do you do, uh, do, you do, a, um, do you do a little mustard? Do you just smear a little bit of mustard on the bread? I smear a bit of fountain steak sauce. Mm. Tickety-boo. Over, uh, see, my first reaction to this is <laughs> overpowering. No, it's not. Overpowering. It's not overpowering. And then Sounds like it. A little bit of Baker's Delight high, what is it? high low, low GI bread, straight from Baker's Delight. Oh, yeah, but you're having, so you want fresh bread. Steak sandwich. 
Yeah, but you're not toasting it. No, no. Okay, no. I'm, I'm toasting it with a sourdough. Right. And getting a nice sort of uh, char grill on the uh, on the bread. On the on the sourdough. On the sourdough. <laughs> That's a flavour. Too much friggin' around. In fact, the uh, I'd die of hunger if I was waiting for your steak sandwich. I love a bit of crunch with everything. I like everything with just a little bit of burnt crunch. Mm. I like everything. you know the bits that are left in the bottom of the pan. They are the most flavoursome bits that you can Jamie, add to your steak sandwich. Jamie calls them the gnarly bits. Who calls them? Jamie. Right. Oliver. Yeah. Well, he knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, beetroot. I love a beetroot. Yeah, yeah beetroot in your steak sandwich. You can. I, I get. We spoke about this in episode four. I know, but I get a I get a fresh beetroot, so I get it, and we grate it, sort of like oh, a, a heavy grate. Yeah. Yeah, you don't not, like that? Well, it's a lot of mucking around. But you want to go for the I can? Go straight to the, the can. Straight to the can. <laughs> Couple of nice big rings. <laughs> bang. Straight in there away you go. Oh, there you go. That's enough. But mm. just make sure that you drizzle. Drizzle the Cobram Estate olive oil, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Drizzle over everything. Every. Including yourself with this summer sun coming out. Right. I never fly without a drizzle of Cobram Estate olive oil over me before I board the plane. Righto. That winds up what's been our first experimental uh, entree into the world of podcasting, Wisp. Yep. The rabbit hole. It started out as the ramble, got too confusing, ended up as a rabbit hole. We had a lot of fun doing it. Get a bit loose. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We might come back and just do. Well, what, one what about this? What about we Christmas. come back and do a pre-Christmas rabbit hole special, yeah. and you can tell us about your trip overseas? Okay, I'll keep a diary. That'd be absolutely awesome. Thanks to you, Brooke, for your magnificent producing. Thanks, Brooke, and uh, travel well, Whisper. Yep, thank you. You that, too. Have that, a good break. That's been the rabbit hole. Your local tire power, the Great Race Sale, is now on.